When Loki was announced two years ago, I feel that most people with a brain cell just didn't care. I mean, Loki had already died three times just for Marvel to turn around and say, Ha, we got ya, he's still alive. So, until the first trailer, I and most people I knew just didn't really care. I mean, what were you going to do with Loki anymore after he'd redeemed himself and died for the third time? Well, they could have uh, had their most interesting mystery, introduced their best female character, introduced a new interesting force of nature, not really have a main villain, and leave everyone saying, what the absolute fuck did I just watch? Yeah, I guess they could do that. Before I start praising Marvel for creating their second best TV show of all time, let's look at the three negatives I have with this show. That's right, I only have three critiques for this entire show and two of them are in the first episode. So critique number one is the fact that the TVA just having infinity stones lying around, it just feels like a quick and really lazy way of saying this is more powerful than the last time and it kind of comes across as like the last 10 years don't matter and Tony and Natasha died for no reason. Number two is the fact that no one has free will. This is the one that pisses me off the most, because if none of the characters have free will, that means Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, and literally any character in this universe didn't become a hero or a villain, or in Spider-Man's case, just utter shit, because they decided to, or it was just because they were destined to, and I really just fucking hate Destiny stories. However, Loki gets away with this because the whole story is about getting rid of that thing anyway, so... My third critique is the whole third episode because it feels really strange and out of place and has some really bad pacing issues. But apart from that, the rest of my critiques are just mainly nitpicks, so I'm not going to get into those. I mean, except for the relationship between Sylvie and Loki that's basically the equivalent of looking in a mirror, drawing long hair on your reflection and kissing it relentlessly. It's really fucking strange. So, onto the positives. Loki has a fucking artistic style. Oh my god, it's so refreshing for a Marvel project to have a style. Especially after Falcon and a Winter Soldier and Black Widow, which both just look so bleh. Loki has this strange timeless 70s look when in TVA, and when it's outside it looks like a Doctor Who episode just bursting with colour. Outside locations can range from bright shopping malls to gothic castles at the end of the time to, well, any point in time since First and foremost, Loki is a time travel show, meaning it can go literally anywhere, or actually, I guess more accurately, any when. No, actually, uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, I said that. There seems to be some kind of confusion of why the TVA didn't come and stop the Avengers or Captain America when they went back in time, and I don't really understand the confusion, because in the show they state that everything the Avengers and Cap did was meant to happen, and I think it's supposed to be part of the sacred timeline, however, I could be completely wrong, so... Another thing that I find interesting about Loki is that really there's no main villain if you really think about it. I mean, obviously this Kang variant is the main antagonist, but he's not exactly evil, is he? Kang or Amortus is just a man who saw what can go wrong with multiple timelines coexisting and so he tried his best to stop that. Kind of a 
Doctor Who Time War type thing. The difference there is the Doctor regrets his actions in the Time War and Kang doesn't seem to be too affected by his actions in this secret war, if you will. If anything, Sylvie's the main villain for being selfish enough to kill Kang and possibly put the universe in danger. So, hmm. Now you may be screaming at your phone or whatever you're using to listen to this, but clearly the TVA are the villain. But I would say to you that they're only doing what Kang wanted to them to do, and we've already established that Kang isn't a real villain here, so I don't really think there's a villain in the show. And I actually think that's really refreshing. It's kind of a Planet Hulk and World War Hulk situation. On the one hand, Kang is killing thousands of timelines, like how the Illuminati sent Hulk into space, but on the other hand, they did it for the greater good, so... Who knows, both sides are in the wrong, whilst also not being wrong, so... Hmm. Makes you think. I just realised that if you guys don't read comics, you're not gonna understand a lot of my comparisons and references. So, um... Read comic books, I guess. When Sylvie was introduced, I didn't know what to think, because I was worried that we were going to have a really boring and stale Loki v Loki show, but my worries were instantly pushed aside as soon as her story and her plan came into play. Sylvie has instantly become my favourite female MCU character for one main reason, her personality. Sylvie is always bursting with charm, and she and Owen Wilson still every scene they're in. Sophia DiMartino, I think that's how you say it, I'm sorry if I butchered that, portrays Sylvie with a confident, witty outside to hide the years of pain she's seen. You're probably sick of the Doctor Who comparisons by now, but she really reminds me of the 11th Doctor so much that if she was to take over the role of the Doctor when Jodie Whittaker leaves, I'd be well happy. Tom Hiddleston returns as Loki and, well, what can I say, he's been in the role for around 10 years now and he doesn't seem to want to step down, which is a great thing because he's just perfect in the role. Owen Wilson as Mobius is also brilliant, and he's a welcome addition to the cast, and Jonathan Majors as Kang is... fine. Now, before anyone gets angry, he does great with what he's got, and I think he's a brilliant actor. However, I don't really like this hyperactive version of Kang, because I kind of prefer my Kang to be calm and collected, but he doesn't go into my negatives list, because we're told that the actual Kang is coming, and this guy is mainly just Immortus, not Kang. Um, I don't really know how to describe Immortus to people that don't read comic books, so uh, I guess you can go look that one up. Um, but anyway, I can't wait to see Majors as these different versions of Kang, and especially the main version of Kang. Anyway, all in all, Loki is a brilliant show, and is definitely worth watching. So, yeah, I didn't really write a bit after this. Um, go watch Loki. Hello, uh, everyone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll come back for more episodes. England's currently in a heatwave, and I'm stuck in a little room with my door shut, and I can't put on a fan because 
always I'll screw up the recording. <laughs> so I'm really overheating right now. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, then you can use the email in the description below. Uh, it's the, the Geek Talk with Ryan Morrison one at blah blah You'll see it in the description. Just tap that, it should take you to it. Uh, and if you want to keep up to date with the podcast to know when I upload and whatever, then go and follow the Geek Talk with Ryan Morrison Instagram account. Uh, I've also... Uh, I didn't know whether to say this or not because I don't want to promise anything, but um, I'm currently trying to start writing more scripts, like not like podcast scripts, like uh, scripts for like TV episodes and like films type thing. Um, so one of the reasons to kind of bring up Doctor Who a lot of the time is because one of the scripts I kind of want to start writing is a Doctor Who series. Uh, and... I'll probably be posting those scripts up on the Instagram account, so stay tuned for that, I guess. <laughs> um, but until then, I'll see you when the turns have tabled. Bye.